0: This is episode number 200 with Nathan Chan and David Hobson of The Founder Podcast. What you need is thirst. You need to be a thirsty human who is intent on learning. It's a really fascinating
1: fascinating exploration of human potential. now. Now, 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 The Founder Podcast. Even the greatest entrepreneurs had help.
0: and so many more to teach crucial skills like negotiation, finance, e-commerce, and so much more. So if you'd like to get access to these free trainings with founders like this, which is 100% free, just go to founder.com forward slash free. Okay, so now let's talk about today's episode. What's up guys, Nathan Chan here. I am the host of the Founder Podcast and also CEO and publisher of Founder Magazine and I'm coming to you live from hometown Melbourne, Australia. So this is a very special episode because it's episode number 200 and wow, time has flown. So many interviews, so much learnt, like have any of you guys actually listened to every single episode? I'm um, I'm really curious because I know some kind of a lot of you guys dip in and out and listen to certain ones and it all comes down to the title but wow, like it has been a wild ride since I started this podcast. Um what can I say? Like we are leading a movement here at Founder and it is so great to have you drive this movement of just really just producing content and really showing you guys what it takes to build and grow a successful business because we live in a time now where, you know, there's no better time in history to start an online business or any kind of business and um, I'm just really honored and privileged to share your, you know, earbuds with me and basically just be given the opportunity to share this amazing content that we work so hard to produce for you guys. So today's episode, we're doing a bit of a mix up. Uh, Episode number 100, I had my friend Dan Norris interview me uh, because it was, you know, we hit a century and now we're actually hit our second century, which is episode number 200. So I've actually asked uh, someone in our team, David Hobson, and he's a close dear friend that actually works with me every single day in the founder team. A couple of years ago, I convinced Dave to join us. And you know the cool part, and well, it's not really cool, but here's the thing, right, guys? Like, you guys only see the end product of founder, but you guys don't get to see or, or any business of that matter. You, but you guys don't get to see the people behind it. And Dave, I am so lucky to have him uh, work with me every day, and and call him a really great friend, and. Um, he's been part of the founder journey. Like when I first started founder, I met Dave actually on the phone in the first four months. No, the first two months of starting the magazine and we've been friends ever since. And then I eventually convinced him to join us and he is an absolute weapon. He's kind of like, you know, one of my right hand men, uh, behind founder, you know, a lot of the things that you see behind the scenes is his influence. I take no credit whatsoever. He is an absolute master when it comes to marketing, strategy, product. So guys, I thought it'd be really cool because he's seen the whole founder journey, pretty much you know, everything besides the first couple of months when I started. So I got him to interview me and he's asked me some questions and he's gonna reveal some things that you probably could never imagine or ever heard of or even thought that I would be sharing on this podcast. So yeah, he's done a fantastic job um, it's come through very natural. It's very raw. It's very real. I know you guys are going to love this episode because it really just shows a bit of a backstory and journey of, of where we all started, where we've come from and how we've come to build founder to what it is today. And I really feel like we're just scratching the surface. So guys, if you are enjoying these episodes, please do take the time to leave us a review. It helps more than you can imagine. Share this with your friends. And I just want to say thank you so much. If you're listening to this right now, like everything that we do at Founder as a team, myself, it's here to serve you. We really want to just build a household name, entrepreneurial brand that impacts tens of millions of people on a weekly basis. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for being part of this community and helping us lead this movement. And that's it from me. Now let's jump of the show, guys.
1: Awesome. Well, I think we're going to have a lot of fun with this. And I really wanted to cover a few really specific things with you that no one else will know. Maybe a few of your close personal friends and some people who have seen behind the scenes. So today what I really want to cover with you is some of those little, those little bits of, I don't know, those insights and a bit of gold that happens behind the scenes uh, and helps you create a company like Founder that most people will never see and never know. And they're sometimes the most crucial parts when people are trying to figure out this whole journey to mastery and entrepreneurship. There are these little things that happen day-to-day turning points, and I think a lot of people don't get to see them. So I'm really excited to go back, pull up a few things uh, from your past and from the origins of Founder. And one of the first things I just wanted to start with, I kind of want to do a bit of a comparison, kind of where Founder is now, and then I want to go back to where it began. So can you just give a really quick snapshot? How would you describe founder as it is right now in terms of you know as a company and audience size
0: yeah okay awesome man thanks first of all yeah thanks thanks for doing this bro i'm, I'm really excited i think it's going to be a ton of fun and and just really seeing things through your lens and and yeah, this it's gonna be awesome so um well basically where, where we're at now um millions of, of people consume our content on a monthly basis and uh you know, I, I think I think we're working on some game changing stuff, like a lot of cutting edge stuff. The, the stuff that we're working on is particularly in the educational space and, and around entrepreneurial and, and startup content. Um, no one is doing right now. So I think we've got a really different spin on on how things should be and and, and and how we can serve people. And um yeah, I'm just so extremely pumped. Like and I think I think we're having a lot of fun and we've got a great team, like an amazing team of just serious beasts like everyone's just so good at what they do and oh it's really exciting at the moment like um like you know uh it's been ups and downs but but we're really um I I can confidently say that they were really hitting hitting some some solid ground at the moment and in terms of growth and everything that been we've been working on so yeah that's kind of um how I kind of view where we're at and and it's just yeah it's just it's just so much fun um and just yeah it's we're building something really special I think
1: absolutely and so what i want to get now is an insight i want to do a bit of a what's happening now versus what happened before just to give people who are either at the beginning of their journey or somewhere in the middle just what it looks like so on an average day now let's say average day average week what would that look like for you where do you wake up what do you do like where are you what would a working day look like for you right now
0: pretty much um most mornings I have to get up early. Uh, every Friday morning I get up early at like six thirty, seven o'clock cause I do interviews. So that's, so I do like interviews on the Friday and then through Monday to, to Thursday, uh, I'm, I'm usually going to the gym. So I get up at like six 30, go to the gym and then straight from there, I go to the office. Uh, when I wake up, always make my porridge, pretty big on my porridge. And, um, yeah, go to the gym and then uh, have my porridge while I'm driving, and then uh, yeah, get it get into the office along the way. You know, before I jump into the car, I'll check through my emails and just see what's been happening. Um, and uh, yeah, then during the day, just um, what's really cool now is 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 because we've we've been working with um, Steve McLeod, who we interviewed for another episode, as as kind of like our. Kind of like our coach for, or kind of like helping us run our strategy, um, keeping us accountable every quarter. Now, like, you know, we 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 map out what our goals are for the quarter, and we've got a goal for the year. So, it's very very structured. Like, you know, we've only got like literally like four or five goals that that everyone, like, you know, certain people in the team are working on, and I'm just kind of, you know, helping where I can. And I've got some of my goals. So, depends on where I'm at with my goals. Um, you know, I'll be working on some of those projects. Uh, we're working on a lot of courses at the moment and, and really, you know, doing some next level stuff there. So, um, you know, off, off, quite often I'm, I'm checking in with Zach and and seeing how I can further help him and then checking with you, seeing what's happening with certain marketing activities and projects and things we're working on and then checking with Jesse and Julius and where we're at was like funnels and all sorts of tech stuff. And then, yeah, so, you know, my day is, is kind of composed of just yeah, being in the office, helping you guys working on projects, and then also just kind of meeting people. I meet probably one to two, maybe sometimes upwards of three to five new people a week, whether that's on Skype or in person. A uh, combination of just learning from from really smart people or, or you know, potential people that we can work with. I think one thing that's really key now is just, you know, one thing I've learned is, is the way that you scale a company is just from, just really just really great people um, you've got to have a great strategy you've got to have great products and services but really it's the people that, that that take your your company to the next level and and we're building as I mentioned like an insanely amazing team of just really talented people and you know I I want to I want to bring more people in, into that fold so um, I, I I'm trying to be quite proactive now in, in in potential people that we can join so join us so yeah meeting a lot of people every week now um, I always have since I started Founder Now. Probably more than ever, I'm meeting a lot of people. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of my week, man, um, just just kind of weaving in and out of that, all that stuff.
1: For sure. And also, just to uh, – sorry to interrupt, but so just – you're also sitting there. I know you're you're a few suburbs away. You're in a nice part of town. You're on a brand-new iMac. And, you know, so that's kind of what you're doing, right? That's that's where you're working from. You've managed to sort of create you – know, you come in, you work with a whole team – now, what I want to do is let's let's compare that to when I met you and when you first started Founder, and it wasn't called Founder. Yeah, so and I think a lot of people can really relate to that. Like, where were you at when you were just decided to start to start something?
0: Yeah, so when I started it, um, the the magazine was called uh, something else, um, and we were sued for trademark infringement by one of the biggest business magazines in the states. Um, and I had to change the name and yeah, I started it like as a passion project. So I didn't know it was going to be what it is. I had absolutely no idea. At the time I was thinking, I just finished my degree. I did a master's in marketing and I was thinking, Oh, I hope I can get a job in marketing. So, um, you know, kind of, uh, it was the side hustle, man. Like I was, I was waking up first thing in the morning. And checking my emails. I um, wasn't living where I am now. I was living in the outer suburbs with a housemate. And um, yeah, I'd wake up in the morning, uh, check my emails. And you know what's funny? I used to think to myself, I used to get excited when I got a business email around Founder. I used to be like, oh, I can't wait until I get more emails. <laughs> it was <just> ridiculous. <laughs> Thinking back on that, I used to get so excited when I got an email around Founder, and um, but it wasn't called Founder at the time. And and, uh, yeah, I used to wake up really excited to start the day just looking at the founder stuff and then I'd have to catch the train um, all the way into the city. Most often than not, I'd, I'd just miss the train or I'd be sprinting to get to, – to try and get the train. Otherwise, I'd get to work late. I'd always get to work late and, yeah, it was just really bad. And then um, I remember just, you know, just sitting on the train, just, just really not liking life. And I, I never forget, like – being on the train, I, I, it was always dead silent because it was so early in the morning and no one wanted to say anything or, or no one was even on the phone or everyone was just quiet. Like you'd have probably about 100, 200 people like, you know, across the carriage and it's just dead silent. Um, and you don't hear absolutely anything. And it's just because like, I don't know, like I think just people just don't want to go or maybe some people are excited about it, but I, for some reason I got, I got the feeling that most weren't and yeah, I, I'll never forget that. And I don't even catch the train anymore just because it reminds me of the old times. So, um, yeah, get to the, off walk to the office, get off the train, walk to the office. And, you know, I, um, just have a bit of laugh with, with some of my work colleagues because we worked in IT support and then I'd, I'd log into my computer and I'd look at the, you know, the, the support tickets and, and things that I'd have to do. And then, you know, I'd, I'd do obviously smash a full day's work out at, at that company, Intrepid Travel, amazing company. And, and then um, I'd come home, I'd have dinner. And after dinner, I had probably an hour, I'd have an hour to two hour timeline or block where I could could work on Founder um, and, you know, just try and move the needle as much as possible. Sometimes I'd work until 3am, depends if I saw Emily or not sometimes, because me and Emily didn't live together back then. And And um, yeah, I might go see her at around 10 o'clock. I go see her from 10 and uh, 10 o'clock, and we'd hang out from like 10 till till 12 a.m. And then we go to sleep. Or I wouldn't see her, and I'd probably work until, yeah, 3 a.m., 1 a.m., whatever, as long as I could go. And then I'd get up early and I'd start the day again. And um, at the time, I was feeling quite lost, to be honest with you, Um, quite frustrated. Um, But it was like it, it was getting, I was building momentum like such small minimal amounts of momentum like we just had the magazine on the app store we had no web like our website was just a single landing page just to keep apple happy we weren't even on the android store and just every day i'd check my phone and i'd see if we got a new subscriber to the magazine and um yeah it was just a really really slow burn but i remember being quite frustrated especially towards the end um and you remember that like i remember um I remember like we were having this conversation on the phone and uh you know I was like I I was saying oh maybe I should not leave my day job yet um because I need to you know save some more money and you actually as as I said I might wait another three to six months and you really challenged me um I'll never forget that conversation where I was as well in a certain room it was was amazing man so
1: yeah that was kind of me yeah it's just crazy to think about and um you've done it here as well. One thing I find really funny and I used to find funny back then and I never told you this, Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll tell you now: you would always say, we, you would talk about founder and say, Oh, we're doing this and we're doing that in my head. I'd be like, what are you talking about? man? It's just, it's just, (laughs) it's just you. Like it's just you and, and like maybe a designer. And even when you talk back, you're always like, I always felt like you had this bigger and stronger vision behind it because you were so set on turning it into something, you know, I think some people might think you had a team and all this stuff was going on, but you were just busting your ass at a day job, working hard at night. And when you say we, it was really you and maybe like a designer and a writer and just a few people, a few contractors you were just paying like out of your kind of monthly wage. Is yeah. that right?
0: Yeah, 100%. So cash flowed the whole business uh, uh, yeah, for, 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 for a long time, um, at least a good year until, until it was self-sufficient um, that I could leave my day job and, then, and live off. The, the the money that that it was it was generating
1: yeah and in those early days like how did other people react friends family when you told people about your idea how did people react in general
0: um well you know what's funny I never actually told friends um so when I launched founder wasn't called founder at the time I actually didn't tell any friends I've always had this thing where I don't I don't I don't want to be like the guy or some like, you know, hotshot or, so I've always, I've always liked to fly under the radar. Um, So I never really told friends except really close ones that I'd be working on this thing, but I never made a big deal out of it either. Um, My friend, my, so yeah. uh, And the, the friends that I did tell, like they didn't really understand or, they didn't really think much of it. Um, they just thought it was just something I was like, kind of like a project I was working on or, or they never thought it, it Maybe I don't think they would have thought they would turn into what it is today. And what's really cool is I'm actually able to help some of my friends now and, and I've been able to inspire them to want to go out and, and, and perhaps create a, you know, a project or, or a startup or, or a business. So um, yeah, and being able to help them, but yeah, nah, look, um, I remember, I'll never forget my my mum, and, and my mum's amazing. By the way, I'm not making fun of my mum, and she she's an amazing person. She taught me a lot about life. But I'll never forget one time I was in the kitchen yeah, Sunday, you know, catching up with my family, and um, like my mum was just like, "Oh, you think you're an entrepreneur?" and she was just laughing, and I was just, like, <laughs> I got actually really mad about that. I was like, Are "You serious?" And like, you know, I never forget as well. Like on the first day that we launched um, the magazine, like. You know, I, I went for to to walk down the road to get fish and chips with my with my housemate and uh, his girlfriend at the time, now wife, and um, I told him, "Oh yeah, we made five dollars on the first day." And 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 I was like, "How good?" And she and she was like, "Are you serious? Is that all?" And just laughed. And I was just like gutted. Like I, I actually felt really shut down by that. And um so yeah, at the time, yeah, friend, I I, I didn't really tell many friends or make anything of it, and and I wanted to just kind of um let 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 the work that w- that was being produced speak for itself um and then yeah yeah I've never been one to like really want to brag or or, or even felt comfortable about like talking to, to friends about that kind of stuff and yeah
1: for sure and there's there's before we kind of move forward from that the, the early day stories there's one more which it's a whole bizarre funny story that that I was even a part of it but uh, you'll remember this really clearly, and we won't name names, but it ended up, I guess, for everyone else. So the company I was working with, they effectively gave sort of business advice, business coaching advice. And anyway, before you and I were really were really actually friends, some of the first times we met, we were in the same room together, and there were business, you know, experts giving advice, and you sort of had to go in and talk about your idea. And you were on maybe second, you'd done the second magazine at that stage, maybe issue number two working on number three. And um, just really quickly, just just talk about that because I, I find that fascinating to look back on because we we were there. This is supposed to be the experts. They've got all the knowledge, all the advice. Here's you, side hustle, working really hard. And can you just kind of tell everyone in a real quick snapshot what happened or what they said to you?
0: Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, you go to – when I think when you first get started, you just go to heaps of different events. You just want to find out, like – you know, meet people and find out, you know, more, more things to, to, to help you. And, um, you know, went to a local business event and, um, yeah, you know, the part of their sales process was to call me up, um, and, uh, and try and get me to kind of move on to the next stage. And, um, yeah, look, that's how we met and um we met on the phone and and we had like an awesome conversation i was like wow this guy's so cool and and i told you like we had neil patel uh, on the latest magazine edition and you knew who he was and we're really connected and we we exchanged emails and um you know we i i it like you know mean, you chatted and and it wasn't like kind of um it probably wasn't a fit for me to to go to the next stage because i had no money and i wasn't gonna be able to invest in anything anyways and um you know, someone in your team, um, rang me back and, and ended up convincing me to go to this next stage. Right. And we were in a room, you know, a week later or so. And, and the next stage is, um, you know, the, the, like the, the, the coaching program, they're going to pitch a coaching program. And, um, you know, um, what they did was they got you to write down your goals, of where you want to be, kind of future pace for the next five to ten years, and I wrote down all these things that I wanted to do with Founder around making it a globally recognized brand, and and you know interview some of the greatest entrepreneurs of our generation, and all these other things, and you know build a multi million dollar business, and all these other things, and um, I can't remember exactly why or how it got to me, but um, they were saying like you know the person that was running the the event was saying like you know, um, you're going to join. And, um, it was kind of, yeah, I can't remember. It was really awkward. And I was just like, yeah, look, I don't think it's a fit. I can't afford it. All these other things. And, and, but they basically said to me, um, that, uh, you know, what you're trying to do, what you've written down, like, um, I've seen people try to do it and, um, like, it's not going to happen. Um, and you know, you're going to fail and it's too hard and I've seen plenty of people come and go and they'll never, they haven't made it work. And like, you know, um, like, you know, and then I remember, you know, I think even you said like, Oh, you know, he's got an interview with Richard Branson. And like, he said, like, yeah, look like no offense, but like Richard Branson's been on, uh, the, the cover uh, covers of every business magazine, which actually is true. Um, so yeah, look, that, um, was kind of, uh, at the time, you know, I didn't really think much of that. I didn't really care what that person said. Um, but yeah, that was, yeah, that that's kind of how I remember what happened. And then, yeah, obviously didn't sign up to the program and, you know, amazing people and, and actually learned a lot on that day. So, you know, but, you know, this is just going to, like, you know, when you're just starting something, no one really knows how you're going to do like, because you, you've got nothing to show for it. Right. So of course, you know, I, I've been the same where I've seen somebody where they're starting something and. And, you know, I think, to them, I won't tell them, but I think to myself, hmm, maybe they might not make it or I don't know if that's a good idea. And, and then, you know, wow, it's this massive thing.
1: Mm. And so why do you think, why didn't, like, obviously it didn't really sink in, but when you were just starting, it's difficult. You're working on the side. It's costing you money. You don't really know what you're doing. Like, why did you keep going? Why, why did you even try? If, it's, if the odds seem so stacked against you, like, yeah, why did you why did you keep pushing
0: well, a few reasons. Um, when I first started the magazine, it was literally just I started for two reasons. One, um, I I wanted to get a job in marketing and no one would hire me, so I thought it would be cool to 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 create this magazine and, and market it because I was really passionate about marketing, but no one would give me a job. And, and two, um, you know, I wanted to make money and I, I wanted to, to 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 find work that I was passionate about and. Uh, it, it took me a couple of ish editions of the magazine, but I really started to fall in love with the process. And, and I just, I, I ne- I'll never forget after my first Skype interview I did with this lady named Lin Huang for the first issue, I did this Skype interview. I was so nervous and I'll never forget like after it, I was so pumped, excited, exhilarated. And I remember telling Emily like, you know, I was so nervous, but I'm, I, I, I know this is something that I'm meant to do. Like uh, as much like I loved it so much, and and I just fell in love with the business and the process and the magazine and the content and and everything that we were doing, and and I was kind of teaching myself in a way and getting to learn and understand and and teach myself around how to build and grow a successful business, and um, yeah, what kept me going was was I I fell in love with it, and and it was just so much fun, and and I realized that's what I want to do, um, and and the second thing was. Um, we had these subscribers, even that were subscribing to the magazine. So even that I didn't know if it was going to work, I said to myself, I'll give it a good hard crack for a year, see how far I can take it. And I've promised a monthly magazine. The last thing I would ever do would be to not give people a monthly magazine and they're paying $3 a month. So I just, I have me as a person, I don't want to let anyone down and I want to do the very best I can by anyone. So um, I just kept doing it. And I just kept publishing that magazine every single month, even though, you know, there might have only been 20 subscribers the first month and then 40 the next month. And I could see it growing and I could see that I was onto something. I just kept building that momentum and this shipping habit. And I got really good at just, just making sure that I could produce a really good quality magazine every month.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to think about, before we move on, just like those turning points, there's one point in that early sort of stage, there's a few things I saw kind of as a friend and as you talk about the story now. One, and this is for people sort of who are stuck in the grind or stuck in the nine to five or whatever they're doing, you just got started, you pursued a passion and you put the time in, you, you developed the habit of, of working on it. You would celebrate small wins like, yeah, you got, you got your first sale, all those kinds of things. And the second one was that shipping habit of not letting people down. I think that was that's just been critical. That's just been amazing to see no matter what, just have that commitment and have to follow through. Otherwise, obviously, things like motivation go up and down, life gets in the way. But when you've got a commitment, you stick to it. And for me, it was really, a lot of people ask us. you see this as well, every day, whether it's online emails, you know, should I quit my day job or what can I do in it's a complicated answer, but one thing I think you did really well, and it's funny I dug up the email before, and I've got the exact wording here. And you said, "Bring on the first day of the rest of my life!" Exclamation mark, July thirty-first. Resignation will be handed in, which was yeah, as you discussed wow, before. Man. Yeah, you you because I remember you sat there and you were saying, "I'm going to get it up to enough where I can quit my job. I'll place my income, and then and then I'll quit." And as we discussed, and I don't want to get too into it. But obviously, so you replaced your income more or less and then you set a date and then whether you meant to or not, you had me keeping you accountable and you followed through. And I always think so many times what would happen if you, if you'd let like everybody gets that fear, like it's hard to step into that uncertainty and you've just got a digital magazine and you're half a year or a year in or whatever. I think it was like a year in just to take that big step. So I thought, so to me, that's one of, you know, there's so much that happened in that first year, but that was probably after you know after getting the shipping and committing and kind of not listening to people to me that was probably the next biggest or the first big turning point was when you you know you waited it wasn't easy to do what you were doing but you waited until you were ready and then and then you transitioned across would would you agree
0: yeah 100% and like yeah I think that's just like you know me as a person like I think it's really important like you just do what you say you're going to do and trying to be committed to to what you know what you're going to do so that's no, really cool to, to to hear that, man.
1: And I've got something funny for you again. I'm going to pull out a few unexpected little gems every now and again, just to keep you on your toes or a little bit, um, just to keep it a bit fun. <laughs> okay, right. And so for people listening, what you and I were doing at that time, like we were like everyone else, you know, you, you read blogs, you try and do things. You know, your life's not where it is. You read about goal setting, entrepreneurs, and success, and you try to figure everything out. And we would get together, and um, we would write down our annual goals, and we would try and just figure out what the hell we are going to do, keep each other accountable. And you, this is the recap that you wrote. And it's I've taken anything too personal. But the, the stuff you wrote at the end of that year was, you wrote, hey, guys, just wanted to share this with you. It's actually been quite a powerful process and suggest you do the same and share with me. And I think we should talk to people about that process in just a minute. Mm. But this was your summary. So this is really your first kind of year in getting founder going. Uh, I created a self-sustainable business that is profitable. It pays for and runs itself and it's growing. Connected with Richard Branson and many other amazingly successful and influential entrepreneurs. I was sued by one of the biggest magazines in the United States. I started playing table tennis again and found my love for it. Have begun creating an empire and am taking on the world. Created an amazingly comfortable and clean bedroom, the ultimate nest. (laughs) Visited Cambodia and Vietnam. Had an experience on how lucky I really am. Have made so many new friends. Met so many amazing people that I welcome into my life. Acquired amazing mentors. Made my first dollars online. Someone was prepared to pay me for something that I've created. Happy New Year, boys. Regards, Nathan. So that was the first year. I think that's crazy to kind of look at that process we were doing. And this is what I always remember is you would have this process that you taught me around goal setting and it was that have, be, do. And when we were sitting there at our day jobs, you would say what you said at the start of this podcast I think that's really powerful you said I will have a global magazine with millions of followers and readers and at the time you know you just made five dollars online or whatever or a few people but you did this process every year going have be do and getting clearer and clearer and clearer and I just find it phenomenal that yeah what you said at the start of the podcast looking back just a few years before and I think for everybody listening like you didn't have any of those things they were just goals that you'd kind of set in your heart and written down on paper
0: yeah man that's so cool that you did that dude thank you man like um because i think it's yeah it's easy to forget that kind of stuff um you know
1: absolutely and the other thing that you did in those early days i remember as well is you wrote down things that something that didn't seem unrealistic but they were ambitious so i remember your list of podcast guests that you wanted i think you had a list of about a hundred and you would have sort of Tim Ferriss and Seth Godin and all these people you're like I really want to get them and at that time it wasn't really you know people would say no whereas I think you've pretty much pretty much like crossed off that whole probably you know 90% of that list
0: yeah I I would say yeah yeah like um yeah for the most part we've we've interviewed um yeah a big part of that list yeah
1: so that's kind of early days I think that's really important for people to know because they don't necessarily see the behind the scenes they don't see the ups the downs Everybody starts with self-doubt. Everybody starts with people saying it's not going to work. Uh, but you just had this process. You locked onto your goals. You got really clear. Uh, and you've got a saying that I think is really powerful as well. I'm wondering when you picked it up. We hear it in all the I hear it all the time as well. You talk about, you You have this saying is, I refuse to lose. And I think since the early days, that's something that's definitely got you through all these different transitions in founder. Like you just decided what you were going after, didn't really listen to. What other people were saying, wrote it down, and you've just kept kept on that course day in day out.
0: Hmm. Yeah, thank you, man. Um, yeah, look that 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 refuse to lose piece. Like it's something like you know, my whole life, I've never really, um, I've never like, I, I you know, I, I never, I never really got a very good job. I never really got very good grades. I was always kind of struggling and and felt quite lost. But um, since I started Founder, like, and I fell so in love with with the business and and everything that we do, Founder, I, I just refuse. Yeah, I just absolutely refuse to lose or be beaten. And I just can see f- the power of of just putting your mind to something and just attacking it and com- and, and and competing and and not being beaten. And and I refuse yet yeah, to be beaten. Um, and yeah, I, I just relentless will not stop till 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 yeah.
1: Definitely. And so just looking at those transition points, we also here at Founder, we've got, you know, amazing audience, amazing community, just we're so lucky the people that listen and engage with us. And you and I see this as well. There's kind of a difference, right? Where there's even some of your friends who I've seen, they started kind of getting into business and entrepreneurship around the same time as you. Uh, and those guys are doing amazing things like, you know, a handful of your friends, they're just doing some very, very powerful things. They've been going after whether it's getting on Shark Tank or just really creating you know, multi million dollar businesses and really, just really being very successful at what they're trying to do. But then you and I, so I also see those people who they always talk about it. They always want to get some advice from us, want to get some advice from you. But they just, they just never, you know, a few years later you catch up and they're just in the same place and then they're, they're not really happy. And I'm just, what do you think separates those kinds of people? like what what, yeah what do you think from your experience
0: well i think i think the first one is that comes to mind is they just don't want it bad enough to 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 go out you just got to go out there and just 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 hustle really really hard um and i know that's kind of like a cop-out excuse or it's probably not the answer that the people are looking for but you know that that for me that's that's one thing. Just that relentless discipline of just showing up. You know, I I used to think about that quote by Woody Allen. I, I like quotes, obviously, and and um, you know, success is like twenty percent, um, eighty percent or something, 80 percent showing up most of the time, and and yeah, just I think as well, it's it's got to come down to as well a, a, a ridiculous amount of self awareness, just just knowing who you are, um. Uh, and, and and what your strengths and weaknesses are, because it's easy, like it, it's easy to get caught up with the excitement of uh, of starting something or wanting to grow it or building something, but you you really need to know from a self awareness standpoint where you need help and 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 where you're not strong and really. Um, you know, it's so difficult when you are building a business or starting because you've got to run so many elements of it. You've got to run the finance, you've got to come up with a great idea or a strong idea and you've got to solve a pain. And you've got to you know, be good at marketing, then you've got to you know it's just so it's just so many different elements and you can't be good at them all. Um, but so you need to be able to work out where you can supplement there. And I think you know if people don't have that really strong self-awareness, Um, or honed in on, 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 on where they're at and their strengths and their weaknesses, it can get really difficult too. And I think that's a common thing. Um, so yeah, not wanting it bad enough, um, self-awareness, not, not, and, and not working with your strengths and weaknesses. And then, yeah, probably the last one I'd say would be just, I think you really just have to be prepared to fail and, and 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 not worry about choosing the right thing and just just you know you can you can think about things but after after you've thought about there comes a point in time where you just got to move and just if it works it works it doesn't it doesn't and i think a lot of people just try and second guess too much and and they're so scared of failure they're almost paralyzed by it and i think um you just got to pull the trigger and if you if it doesn't work out, then you're going to you acquire so much n- amazing knowledge along the way that the next one is is you, you'll make it work. Um, and I think people just need to be able to, to step outside their comfort zone around that.
1: Definitely. And I put out questions to the founder community and said so I'm going to be talking with Nathan and what would you like me to ask him? And just in that kind of category, uh, I mean, I should point out as I look over on the wall in terms of shipping, you know, we've got this huge poster on the wall which says move fast and break things. So definitely, you know, we get that from you. We've got the ethos of just getting things out there. Mm. Uh, we don't want to do things poorly, but we also don't want that paralysis by analysis and sometimes you just, you just have to ship it. Mm. Um, now, when you're talking about some people aren't prepared to fail, uh, Beck, one of our friends, uh, actually wrote in and said, I'd love to know this from Nathan. Has there ever been a point in time during this whole journey where it's you know it's felt like it's too hard and you've considered you've considered giving up
0: yeah many times um you know even like being a hundred percent honest with you man like and you've seen like you know like the 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 struggles um in you know at all all stages um like i've thought to myself yeah maybe you know just just close up and like, oh, it's not that I'm going to do it, but I, the thought does cross my mind. Like, you know, what would it be like if just closed up and, and did something else? Um, for sure. I think everyone ha- has those thoughts. I, I had them. I don't really have them that often now, but there has been some really tough times that we've had in the past 12 to 18 months where, you know, thoughts cross my mind. Like, you know, what, what, what would it look like if, if I did shut up shop? Cause it's really, really tough. It's really, really hard. Um, like you know sometimes a lot of people think like you know oh, you, you guys have found you're killing it all this stuff and like you're growing so fast and you know with growth comes a lot of pains and you know growing pains and, and understanding how to scale and it's yeah, it's been really tough um so yeah even like in the past twelve to months I've thought I've, I've thought like I played with the idea in my mind not that I'm gonna do it or it's like you know because because things are tough and you, and you you your mind just goes there um but definitely in the early days i remember i remember i was speaking to this guy this lovely guy called called ramley and he was from canada and he did he did free he had an awesome blog and he and he did free um you know just catch up sessions with founders to help you find out if you found product market fit i don't know why he did it but just a legendary guy and i remember like 12 months into founder and i was gearing up to leave my day job i remember jumping on a call with him And just saying, hey man, like this is where I'm at with like my magazine stuff. Like, have I found product market fit? I don't know if this is gonna work. I've got no idea. Like, you know, even when I left my day job and I went full time on Founder, I was thinking at the start that like, yeah, I'd have the magazine, but then I'd have a like a side business as well to keep myself afloat for a long time or to grow it, was setting up magazines for other people or other companies. And I was doing that for a little bit, which is absolutely ridiculous at the time. So yeah. Many times have I felt like, you know, um, throwing in the towel or giving up or maybe this isn't going to work. Never go there and never actually move towards action saying, yeah, we're going to shut up shop or change things or not do it anymore. But, um, yeah, those thoughts have crossed my mind. I've played with them many times. And it's not something I'm proud of, but it's just the truth.
1: Yeah, and that's what we're all about at Founder. Obviously, it's being real, being authentic. And that's what helps people. I think that's why people connect so strongly to what you're doing and what we're doing. And now as I kind of, I'm switching between my notes, I'm looking back at that timeline. So there's that timeline saying, you know, bring on the first day of the rest of my life. And then I had some notes the next year. So as you're trying to figure out hiring the first VA, mm. like, I could see you sent me the, the top three candidates and you're like, what do you, what do you think, bro? And uh, on that list, I, I sort of said something like, I basically told you to, to, <laughs> to based on your own criteria, I didn't I did sort of make a pick. But on that list was Angela, mm. you know, Angela's been phenomenal it's just funny seeing these little moments you know okay you're growing you're trying to figure out what to do bring someone with the team you know and I don't really like calling Angela a virtual assistant because I think she's just a key team member but that was how it first sort of started so um you, know, you brought on Angela and then I can see you know there was that recap you know first day of the rest of my life and you know people have told you <laughs> good luck it's not going to work and you know who cares five dollars you know, what are you doing and then there's the recap at the end of the year and this was the wins and i've just chosen out the kind of the relevant wins one year later was you said wins would be we hit 100k followers on instagram mm-hmm. have grown our email database almost 3x in the past three months so at that stage uh it was currently at mm-hmm. and it's wow. sort of that whole don't despise the day of small beginnings you know because everybody wants to have an email list of hundreds of thousands uh, and as you taught me in we learned from Ed. you just start with one email at a time mm. and you just build it up. So it's interesting to see back when the email list was like 15,000, that was like a huge accomplish, accomplishment. Obviously, it's massively different now, and you know. but th- th- that's where it began. And then you said the other wins would be, so this is after that next year, interviewed Seth Godin, Tony Robbins, Michelle Phan, Deepak, Deepak Chopra, Damon John, and many more. So it's just seeing what you did with that kind of, you quit and you just kept building that momentum. So I thought that was really cool to kind of see that just going back and looking over our notes, just seeing piece by piece as you put it all together and started to get, you know, more amazing influences and interviewing more and more people and growing the brand and pulling on, you know, amazing people like Angela. But just seeing it's one piece at a time, and I think so many people, yeah, look at something like Founder, they just see the amount of traffic or views or social media, and they just think, oh, it's easy for you guys, right? Oh, of course, Mm -hmm. you know, but it was built – you know, one blog post at a time, one one thing at a time. So I think that's really cool to see those little transition points after talking about the hard times. And then I just wanted to switch and ask you another question, which was, you know, so we've heard about when it's difficult, when the going's tough. Of course, everyone has these thoughts. In terms of advice, what has been? This will be a hard one for you because you you talk to a lot of different people. But what stands out in your mind during this journey at founder as the most impactful piece of advice that someone anyone whether it's a mentor family friend uh has given you along the way
0: well first of all man i just want to say this is amazing dude like thank you so much for um going, like sharing this cool stuff like i knew you do an awesome job so like you're do, you'd do amazing man so thank you dude like this is awesome fun um try, so, so cool so cool to look back so um look the first one that comes to mind is something that mitch taught me um one of my mentors um uh, co-founder of a company called Big Commerce, and uh, yeah, incredible guy, very very smart guy, and taught me a lot. And um, I think it's that is that the people people often think that um, you know founders, entrepreneurs are risk takers, uh, but but the most successful founders and entrepreneurs they're actually extremely risk adverse, and they always try and stack the deck in their favor when they do take risks so it's a like it's just you you can't lose um so a, a great example of that or a great a great um story to tell just quickly 30 seconds is is when Richard Branson was um you know starting up Virgin he made this he made this like awesome deal with um the people the companies that he was he was leasing the uh the, uh, airplanes off. And he said, like, if you can give it to me at this price or, or something along the lines that, that, that he stacked it in a way that, um, it wouldn't like, so he got the, he he got the, I think he got the planes for like one plane for next to nothing. And if it didn't work out, he could give it back to them. And, um, you know, he, he sold a whole ton of flights and then the rest was history. Uh, so, you know, that, that's just a great example of, of how you, you always, have to minimize risk and maximize upside. So whenever we're making any critical decisions around anything that we're doing, I'm always looking at at what can we do strategically to minimize risk as much as possible and maximize upside. Um, So there's many different ways and and, and thought processes um, around how you can do that. But a great example would be you know, right now with Founder, we will not launch an educational course unless we've one hundred percent validated that it's something that people want. And so much to the point that you know we will we will do early bird specials. At, you know, you can buy the course at you know, fifty bucks or hundred bucks or not nothing too much, the like cost of a nice dinner or night or dinner, a decent dinner. And and we will know without a shadow of a doubt that that is a pain point it's a painkiller solution and we can work on finding someone that's like one of the best in the world to teach. And, and we know that if, if, if a small minority of our community are experiencing this and they're prepared to buy this course without it existing and not even, you know, created yet, then we're on to something. And, and that really, you know, allows us to, you know, even that, even that money that we use that will, will fund the the production of the course. So we've just maximized, you know, our upside and minimized our risk because the last thing you want to do is create a product that no one wants and spend all this money and we're spending a lot of money on production of these courses and, and uh, you know, a lot of money and, and, you know, the last thing you want to do is, is, is let that go to waste.
1: Definitely. Look, um, I also want to with this – so that's – yeah, I remember you talking about that and bring that back into the team as well. Now. I think it's really, really important advice. We've been going for a while. What I want to do is turn the corner a little bit and start switching into where we're at now. And also uh, when we did put questions out to the founder community, so many people wrote through saying what they'd like to ask you. So I want to kind of tie those two things yep. uh, together as well. So, I mean, last time when I was looking in at this, so you know, you'd hired a, hired a VA and hit Instagram followers of 100,000. Fast forward to now, Instagram accounts now. 1.2 one, is it one point i think it, sorry it hit 1.3 million yep so 1.3 million on instagram we have celebrities sliding into the tms which is hilarious yep um created a global global brand that email database that started off just chipping away at 15,000, 000 you, you were pumped it's obviously just exploded don't necessarily need to talk numbers here but just showing that that's where it starts now it's got this this massive level of growth. You've interviewed, as I look around at the walls on Founder, you know, yeah, as we started off with Richard Branson, but right through to your Gary V's, Arianna Huffington, all these amazing people. And one of the questions that came through was, do you, you know, just off the top of your head, it doesn't have to be right. I'm sure there's so many things, but at a gut reaction level, what was your favourite interview out of all of the entrepreneurs, influencers, millionaires, billionaires, uh, hustlers, and just people trying to, succeed in this entrepreneurial game do you have a favorite interview or one that really stands out in your mind and why
0: yeah it would be Seth Godin and and the reason why is just he's just one of my heroes like I just I just love the way that he thinks about marketing he's just an amazing person and and I love the way he thinks about business it's just a just a really really amazing person and and, and I've read so much of his work um and it was just so awesome, especially around the fact that it all happened so fast. I It took me so long to build up the courage to pitch him. I pitched him at 11 p.m. Uh, before I went to bed. I woke up uh, just by whatever chance at, at, at 6.30 a.m. And he said, yeah, I'm available in two hours. Can we do it then? And I wrote back to him. And I was so scared and nervous. And um, I said, yeah, let's do it. And uh, yeah, it was just an incredible interview. Um, just because, yeah, I, I got to got to speak to one of my heroes and and I and someone that I admire so much, his work and everything. Um, yeah, not 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 any like particular memorable insights. Because to be honest, I just do so many interviews now. It, a lot of it's just a blur. I know this sounds bad, but it is just a blur. And I and I kind of take pieces and put them in my mind and then you know, for whatever reason they might come out, like I need to slot it out or take that tile out, um, you know, six, uh, six months later or 12 months later, or 18 months later. And I think, oh, I remember this person saying this and then I use it if it's relevant for us. But it's just so hard to remember because um, there's just so many.
1: Definitely. And in terms of, like, I know the answer to this, but we work on so many different projects at Founder, obviously. So we've got the blog, we've got the podcast magazine, we've got socials, we've um got a print magazine we've got a book going as well what has been your favorite project to work on at founder
0: Ooh, tricky question um it's got to be the uh, coffee table book like that whole process of creating it and just looking at our best stuff and and just creating just an amazing body of work Uh, that's probably our best like in terms of time spent work like body of work that physically people can see that we've put out it's just so well designed i've read it so many times it's just like the the, the stuff in there is like it, it it really is i believe that you know the bible for entrepreneurs and and it was just so much fun doing that kickstarter campaign i know you guys didn't find it as fun, <laughs> but I just thought that was so much fun. Like just watching, you know, like a, like watching it grow and grow and grow, and we're trying to hit the target. And oh man, I reckon that was the best ever. Like, I yeah, was, yeah. this, what was the
1: target? Was it fifty thousand dollar target? and We hit two hundred and yeah, yeah,
0: something around that. Yeah, we, I think we hit, we just hit two hundred, and we, yeah, the target was fifty thousand.
1: And you and I talk about this a lot as well because huh? I want to, you know, I like to leave things on a high and focus on. On you know, really cool things and fun things, and you always talk about this. So I want you to expand on it just real quickly. Is when we do our best work at founder. You know, sometimes we get caught in a grind and we do things like, oh, you know that, you know, boy, What did what did we miss here? And then there's times where you and I really think about when we're doing our best work and what do you think that is when when we're really doing you know just the cool the cool stuff that we get to do.
0: Yeah, I, I think when we 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 all go all in. We do our best work when we all go all in and um, we rally the whole team and it's just a one singular focus. Like when we work together, the power of our whole team, it's just we're unstoppable. And I think that's where, yeah, that that's when we tend to do our best work when we rally everyone. That's why I'm really excited that, you know, we're, we're obviously, I think – you know, looking back, um, uh, you know, I, I got us doing all these different things and it was a little bit all over the place. And then now, you know, we're really stripping back and really focusing. And I'm most excited once we, you know, create this course platform, this educational course platform that it'll be our singular focus. Like how do we grow this platform? Um, And, and I think that that's where the real, like, you know, that's when the real kind of, the magic's gonna happen when we're we're just as a team, we're just hundred percent focused. How can we grow the platform? How can we grow the that? and, and that's all we're focused on. And and I think that's yeah, that that's when I feel we do our best work. You agree?
1: Absolutely. And I think something you and I also talk about, it's when when we do something new. If it's new and exciting, we're not just trying to do what someone else has done. We agree and we we get that gut feeling. We know that it's cool and no one's doing it and, and we're gonna do it better and, and have a whole bunch of fun with it. And it brings with us this kind of excitement, just like the coffee table book. Where it, it's, we're really proud of it. It's a really cool thing to have done and see. And it just brings this whole energy and freshness because we're not just, yeah, I guess it's that creative kind of spark that you get because it's exciting and it hasn't been done and it creates this whole whole different energy. And, and you can be creative and, and make some really interesting, interesting things happen that if you're just kind of crunching out something normal, I don't think you bring that. Well, like you, us. I don't think we bring that energy when it's a bit too routine.
0: Mm, yeah, that's so true. Every time we we go all in, or we really think about something, and we go against the grain, and we don't do like what everyone, like every you know, other businesses or people are doing to serve the market that we're serving. Um, yeah, every time that we do something a little different that no one's done before, at a really even higher quality level, then we don't just exactly you know you know follow follow the blueprint what what have you it, yeah it, we always you know we always got to go back to that man like if you look at the stuff that we're doing with our master classes now like cl- clear case in point never seen master classes done like that they're doing really really well and man like it's because we've gone against the grain i think you know that 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 moment of genius is is for us yeah every time we just do something a little different and and just, yeah, do that. Like I found a cool kind of factor. It always does well.
1: Definitely. And there's just a few little questions as we kind of start to wrap up um, because I did promise to people I'd taken a few kind of listener questions, yeah, which sure. I thought would be a little bit fun. Can we move into a few of those? Yeah, done. Um, so this is an easy one. Daniel Talevsky writes, Nathan, beer or wine?
0: <laughs> uh, beer.
1: Not mojitos?
0: I <laughs> love yeah love a good Megito but no nah, beer yeah beer beer
1: for sure then what's another good one here so Vivian Chan writes how do you overcome the fear of rejection as an entrepreneur
0: I think you just got to put yourself out there and and not be like it's the obvious stuff right like how do you get up on on stage and speak you just get up you know like I think with you just got to just jump on stage and put yourself in a situation when you have to do it. Um, If you can make yourself accountable, have an account, like someone like keep you accountable. Like, you know, I still to this day get scared of pitching people to be on the front cover of the magazine, but you just, you just have to do it. You just got to push yourself and, and just you push through.
1: Very cool. And then, so I just want to recap kind of this, you know, 200th episode. There's been a lot that, that's got you and got us here. So going back, you started as a side hustle, started as a passion project, then you developed, you know, you didn't listen to people, you started developing the habit of shipping, you were very good, I remember, with your goal setting, using that have, be, do, getting really clear on your vision at each stage of what was next. Uh, you were, So you were very good at just sort of shipping, being accountable, and just moving forward. One thing we didn't cover too much in here, because you have done on other podcasts and things, you were also very good at getting mentors along each step. The way you mentioned Mitch, but you've had a lot of mentors along the way, and one thing that you do, and I've seen do very well, is get good advice. Actually, let's just touch on that really quickly. Yep. But um, I think that's been a key part of the success of Founder and your success is you're never too proud and you definitely, you surround yourself with you know, a lot of mentors at each stage of the journey. Do you just talk about that just real quick.
0: Yeah, of course. So I think um, one thing I've found from my experience is uh, anything that you're going to do, there's somebody that has done it before. And they'll know exactly how to do it, and all the pitfalls and and things you 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 know can 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 bypass. And that's just what you got to do. So if you want to know how to get to, let's say, you know, ten thousand unique blog visitors uh, a month, there's people out there that have done that before, and and you want to speak to those people and and just you know try and find out how they've did it, and if they were to do it again, what's the fastest way, and I found a lot of power in that with everything we're doing in found because we we are we are treading new grounds. Like there is no magazine, publication, media brand that does, you know, like the, the kind of media that we do on the front end, but then also do do courses and build an educational platform. In fact, there's no one that's that's done it in such a really high level from an education standpoint just around entrepreneurship and, and you know, startup for start founders and stuff. So, you know. I'm always everything that I'm doing. I'm always trying to have just really, really smart people that that have done some of these things that that we're trying to do at Founder. And it doesn't it doesn't mean for building our exact kind of business, but um, I mean just for little elements, like you know, um, let's just say if we want to set up an office in the states, which I'm confident that we'll be able to by the end of this year um you know who 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 has done that, that that's in australia that's done it before like you know um just anything like that so um th- the way that i've got mentors is 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 and and have these really insanely smart people around me is 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 i put myself out there i'm happy to jump on a clarity call a great one is clarity.fm you can jump on clarity you can ask people um and pay them for their time and you know 100 200 bucks you know for for a half an hour an hour and you can you can extract everything they've learned it's like I think of it as like instead of reading a book, where you know, because there's a lot of filler in books, um, you can actually speak that person and learn from them, learn their best stuff in an hour or half an hour. So it's far. I believe it's in some aspects faster than reading a book. Um, or you know, I, I pay. You know, you can you can pay for coaches or you know people to help you, or you bring in consultants or the stuff like we're doing with Steve. Like he helps us every single quarter, um, with our strategy days. You know, we pay him. He doesn't do it for free. Pay him for his time. But that's been, you know tremendously valuable and then also at the same time I'm just just trying to serve and help other people and and network and and put myself out there and and serve first and ask later that's something Adele taught me you serve first and ask later and um you know just just really pa- powerful things happen and so yeah it's it's all about just finding people that have done what you want to do so you know I'm really confident and excited that I think we'll be in a good place for, for the start of quarter three, I can finally, you know, help us like, get a start on this YouTube front, man. And, you know, I, I'm finding all these people now and I'm, I'm going to find all these people that have crushed it with YouTube and, and going to find out how they've done it and, and speak to them and learn from them. And, but of course, you know, help them as well in return on however I can and serve them. So yeah, that's how I've, um, yeah, that's how I've been lucky enough to, to, to uh, surround myself with great mentors, either, you know, happy to, you know, pay that person for their time or be respectful or, or just network and, and, and serve first and ask later.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a skill of yours. Like it is a skill. It's something you have to develop and you've been very good at it. And it's also like you're saying, it's an attitude. It's, not, it's a little, little bit of strategy mixed, but it's mostly attitude. Like it's trying to learn and give back. It's not just this sort of aggressive, just get things from other people. So yeah, you do want to be sometimes a little bit strategic and there's people you do want to learn from. Um, you try and have the right attitude and, and it's something you've been fantastic at. Oh, um, thanks man. For sure. And so then, and then looking through, so then you also, you left your day job, you replaced your income, you got started, you started building the team out little by little with Angela coming on and a few other people and just slowly building the team up, a, you know, one person at a time, uh, starting to get a more and more, more sort of A players, building up that Instagram, um, building up the audience, the blog, and just seeing, even for me, seeing, remembering back, you know, I think people forget. Founders started, like you said, it started as a landing page because Apple made you, you know. Mm. Um And it doesn't happen overnight, but you can move quickly and you've just been relentlessly shipping and building in content and building this massive content machine, keeping it really high quality, Um, done all these things, done the book launch. You know, things are at a point in time where you and I, we're really excited with where things are with founder and what's possible, the people we're around and what we're getting to do. So I'd like to finish kind of like, what's next? What are you excited about now? So you've gone through, uh, you've slogged through the journey. 200 you know 200th podcast like what's getting you fired up at
0: the moment oh heaps of stuff but I'll try and keep it contained <laughs> um well you know I've, I've talked about this like I you know we have millions of people that consume our content every month I I want that to be in the tens of millions I, I think that there's there's a, a massive opportunity for us a, as content creators and, and and building this content machine of, of of everything that we're putting out to, to to serve people at a much deeper level with educational courses I believe that there that that's a that that's a side of the market that's that's being underserved and and there's just a lot of rubbish out there and I think we're, we're in a position now um, because of the stuff that we've done on the media front um, to 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 take that a step further so I, I I believe that we can build you know the largest entrepreneurial brand uh, in the space around entrepreneurial educational courses now i'm not saying that we're going to be bigger than forbes or fast company but i would like to get founder to that tier level of brand impact but then also um brand recognition and acknowledgement that you know founder is a is 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 a source like you know at the same tier as a forbes fast company entrepreneur magazine inc magazine that you would go to learn what it takes to build and grow a successful business so yeah, twofold. Like, I'd love for us to build a household name entrepreneurial brand, and then, um, at the same at the same token, build, you know, a a, a platform an entrepreneurial training platform or course with with entrepreneurial courses that's ten x better than anything else out there. And I think we can, we we can do that. And I'm I'm really really excited around growing the brand and growing that educational platform. And um. You know, all this stuff you're talking about, Dave, I just feel like we're just scratching the surface, man. That's what's most exciting. I think we're like it really does feel we're just scratching the surface with what's possible. Um, you know, I want to set up an office in New York, then eventually LA so we can produce all of our video content and all of our content just coming out of both those spots, um, I'm excited that eventually I won't have to do the interviews. Uh, <laughs> I know I've said that uh, and you know eventually guys, you know um, everyone listening, I, I won't like I, I believe that, that that my time is better served to, to, to help grow the brand versus was actually being you know the person doing interviews because it's very time consuming. Um, so I'm yeah really excited about building out our content houses overseas, and um just just working with with tons more founders to to, to share their stories um, and do it over a video standpoint. I'm really excited for us to really ramp up our video. I think there's a massive opportunity there. And and then lastly, I'm really excited around growing the team. Like we are building as uh, you know, me you spoke about many times. Like we are building such a weapon team. Like everyone's so talented, and I think we can do some amazing things there, like, you know, I know we're going to smash our goals this year, go to Bali and everyone's going to meet up. And and then, you know, I'm really excited for, for our, us to have our own space and eventually found a co-working space where, you know, us in the Melbourne office can work out alongside people in the community. And yeah, I'm not saying that I want to do a founder like co-working thing, but I think, I think it'd be cool for us to have a space and, and turn it into a co-working space. So there's, yeah, a few things on the horizon that I'm really, really excited about there. And, and then- yeah a few more things in the pipeline but i'll leave it at that
1: definitely well look we've been going for a while and just wanted to thank you it's been uh look honor, a privilege ton of fun working with you ups downs good's bad you know it's um the good and bad times i should say to speak proper english it's been crazy it's been a ton of fun and what i really hoped to get out of today was just to really encourage a lot of our listeners and let people see behind the scenes and what we do as a team and, kind of what makes you a great CEO, great friend, great leader who's been able to do this because Founder has impacted. We we get to see it, as you and I know, just to read it out for people, we have a wins channel on our Slack and we get to see when people who listen to the podcast, the magazine, where they just read a free blog post, we get to see when they have applied some of the advice or training that we've put out there as a result of you starting this side hustle. And it's been game changers, as we know everything from people getting you know, book deals to, you know, whether it's just or, or freedom business, or they've just really radically changed their lives by getting this freedom uh, that's available. We're living in a very amazing time of just immense possibility. Uh, I just want to thank you um, for kind of leading a lot of that charge in the online space. It's been something awesome and inspirational to be around. And then just to, to kind of close out the interview, is there anything that you want to say to the audience, whether that's just, just a recap or something that, you know, a little bit of advice that you'd like to to leave the interview
0: on. Oh, thanks, man. Well, yeah, look, dude, first of all, I just wanted to say like, thanks so much for doing this. You've done an incredible job. I, I knew you would, man. And like, um, for, for everyone listening, you know, Dave, uh, the reason that I wanted Dave to 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 do this one is because Dave's known me pretty much from the start of the founder journey and he's been an amazing friend. And, oh man, like I, I wouldn't like, you know where founder is right now is a testament to to everything that you've helped me with even when you weren't working with us um you know founder wouldn't be where it is if it, if it wasn't for you and I think it's it's really important that you know to highlight that um you know you're you're only as strong as as your team around you and the people that you have around you um, and and I've just been really like blessed and humbled to have Dave as, as a as a close friend but then also someone that I work alongside and I I I I had to, uh, twist his arm to convince him to join us. And basically, man, you're like my right hand man. And I I can't thank you enough for just, um, sticking by me all this time and helping us get founded to where it is. And I just want to really acknowledge that as well. So, so thank you. And yeah, I I just want to leave it at that really. And that, that I think it's really important for, for anyone that's listening, no matter where you're at with your business, you've got to surround yourself with great people, like really, really good people that you can trust. And, um, Yeah, Dave, someone that just just has been amazing, and and, I can't thank you enough, man.
1: Oh man, way way too kind. That's um yeah, super humbling. So, well, look, I think we should pretty much wrap it wrap it up there. But just I think we've covered the journey, covered behind the scenes. Things are exciting. Things are looking good. You know, there's what we want to do uh, for everybody listening. Uh, We've got big goals and dreams of how we want to help our audience. I think that's really important. Like saying what people don't hear. I guess what I want to point out when you're saying these things. You're not sitting there saying I want to buy this or I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. Whenever you're talking about the company, the vision, the goals, you just drive so much into this company and growing it. And, and we always care about getting people results and seeing things. I think that attitude's also what's created this longevity and this this huge community around the business because we really, really, really care about the audience and making sure that you know they're getting to move along. So I think that's really important. I'm excited where things are going, founder. You're doing amazing things. Future's looking good. So I'm happy to leave it there if you are, and they'll probably see you in the office (laughs) yeah, in in, in a couple of minutes, I guess.
0: Yeah, man. Awesome, dude. Uh, Yeah, well, look, thank you so much for doing this, dude. It's a ton of fun. Probably one of the best interviews I've done, like being interviewed. So thank you, man. That was awesome.
1: All right. You're welcome. I'll see you soon.
0: Hey, guys. I hope you enjoyed this interview